Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program provided by Living Stream Ministry. During his ministry, Witness Lee emphasized the experience of Christ as life and the practical oneness of the believers. He was unbending in his conviction that God's goal is the body of Christ. Through his messages, he stressed the importance for us to grow in life and to function as Christians so that the body can build itself up. We're happy to bring you recorded portions from his ministry today, along with some of our own thoughts. And we welcome your comments and questions. You can reach us toll free at 888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Now let's join today's program. God operates in our life, not so much according to what we feel he should be doing, but according to the accomplishment of his own purpose And for this, he has given us a new covenant. Again, today, we will focus on the new covenant on the life study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program that's furnished by Living Stream Ministry. And once again, we're happy that Gary Kaiser could return for another journey into the book of Hebrews. Gary, welcome back to the life study. I'm genuinely happy to be here, Matt. Gary, today's life study will remind many of our listeners of the life study of Romans These two books do overlap a lot, it seems, despite the completely different audiences and how their truths are presented. I wonder if you'd comment on this. Well, the book of Romans was written, of course, to the believers in Rome, and they were primarily the Gentiles. Then Hebrews was written to the scattered Hebrew believers who were struggling with their walk with the Lord at that point content of Romans is to make sinners sons of God, to constitute the body of Christ, and that body of Christ will be expressed in local churches. The content of Hebrews is Christ being superior to the Judaism and everything related to it and the new covenant, which he covenanted with them, bringing in a better covenant than the old. Amen. So it seems that these two books are very different, but several features are very similar. Both focus on Christ, the Son of God, as a center and the energizing source of God's salvation and purpose. Both emphasize the Father with his desire to have sons produced in life. In Romans 8 and Hebrews 4, we see the central place of the spirit of man— in God's working out his purpose. And then today, in Hebrews 8 and Romans 8, we see the striking factor of the law of life for transformation and confirmation that the born-again believers may be perfected as sons of God according to his heart's desire. Thanks, Gary. I'm anxious to get into this life study. It's a wonderful chapter in the book of Hebrews. Let's join Witness Lee from Hebrews chapter 8. We have come to a very special spot. In chapter 7, the special spot was the indestructible life. In chapter 8, the heart, 
the focus, the very special part is the law of life. How could we know that the law mentioned in chapter eight is the law of life? Because it says the law in this chapter is the law that God will write or impart into our inward parts. Anything that can get into our inward part, that can be imparted into our inward being, surely that should be something of life. Anything that is not of life could never be routed into our inward being. So according to the context, we can understand that what is indicated in chapter 8 by the word law is the law of life. So keep in mind this one thing, the law of life is the very focus, the heart, the spot of the whole chapter. In this chapter, you have the heavenly minister and you have the heavenly tabernacle and you have the more excellent ministry. You have the better covenant and you have the better promises for items, propitiation for sins and forgiveness of sins, and the imparting of the law of life, and having God as our God, and being people to Him, and lastly, the inward ability to know the Lord. Four items, but listen to this. All these four items are focused on the one thing, the law of life. Gary, in Hebrews 8, we have this passage quoted from Jeremiah, the new covenant. In this covenant, God imparts his laws into our inward parts, and it was pointed out that this must be a reference to the law of life. Gary, for those who have missed the life study of Romans, what is the law of life, and how do we know this is a correct application? Well, in uh, chapter 7 of Romans, Paul describes his difficulty with trying to live an upright life. And he describes the fact that he found a law in him that is in his flesh, that when he wanted to do good, there was something rose up in him that opposed that, resisted that, and did every time captivated him so that he did the things he didn't want to do, and he didn't do the things he wanted to do. So there was a cry within him at the end of that chapter, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from the body of this death? Then the response comes in chapter 8. He says, first of all, there is now then no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus for the law of the spirit of life 
in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and of death. What a glorious statement that is. There is the law of the spirit of life. That law sets us free from the law of sin and of death. So the burden concerning the law of life is it is an operation within us that terminates the operation of the old self, the old law in our flesh. Then here in Hebrews, it says, I will impart my laws into their mind. And the particular statement, I will impart my laws into their mind, indicates the law that he's speaking of here is the law of life, because only what is living can be imparted into us. There has to be something operating in us, and that something is metabolic in its nature. So it is a law of life. It's not merely teachings or some kind of doctrine, but it is life that is being imparted into us, dispensing something into us that is operational. Gary, we mentioned this, I know, during Romans and during our life study of Genesis. When you see these parallels begin to pop out at you from different portions of Scripture, there's something that really strengthens your faith in God's holy word, isn't there? Yes. The word confirms the word. God's word is marvelous. We need to always cherish this word and feast on it for the life-imparting content received, which is God himself dispensed into us. Thanks, Gary. Let's go back to Witness Lee for more of our life study. According to your feeling, firstly you were born, then you were reborn. But according to God's divine point of view, you were firstly reborn. Then you were born. First Peter chapter 1, verse 3. When Christ was resurrected, we all were there regenerated. So, our rebirth is a history. Hallelujah. Not only so, listen to this. When we got regenerated, from that day, the inner ability for us to know God was imparted into us already. So all these items became accomplished facts. And all these accomplished facts were bequeathed to us as our bequest. This is the New Testament. This is a will. Whose will? Jesus Christ's will. You just receive the will and give him a thank you. Just say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for the will. Thank you, Lord, for the bequest. Thank you, Lord, for the forgiveness of sin. I tell you, the more you say this, what? 
the more you will get the anointing. The more they will get the riches in life. A poor, pitiful sinner could right away become a millionaire. A top millionaire. Why? Because he receives the will. All the rich be Christ. My, we all need to see this. You know, the focus of all these heavenly tabernacle, heavenly minister, more excellent ministry, better covenant upon better promises. The focus is the law of life. What is the law of life? First of all, we have to realize the law comes out of the life. Life is God in Christ coming into our being. This is life. And what is the law of life? Any kind of life, whether vegetable life, animal life, human life, divine life, any kind of life has the function. The apple tree has the function to blossom and to bring forth apples. The dog has the function to bark. The life of the cat is just to catch mouse <laughs> all the time. Every life has an automatic function. I tell you, this function is the law. No need uh, a farmer go to uh, his orchard, little peach tree. You have to know my desire. I don't like any apples. My desire is to get peaches. If I were that peach tree, I would say, sir, you don't need to do this. Don't you know in my life there is a peach law? It just regulates me to bring forth peaches. What is the law of life? That is the automatic function, the innate function of the divine life. God's right in us. He is our life. And this life on the highest plane is the most active one, most living one. And this life has an automatic, innate function. And this function is just the law of life. When this divine life within us works, functions, it regulates. In a very passive sense, his working is his regulating. This kind of work is absolutely not objective. This kind of work is absolutely subjective. Yes? He is the divine high priest on the right hand of the throne of the majesty. He's there. But 
Don't forget, when he was resurrected from dead, by his being resurrected from dead, he has imparted his divine life to all of us. You all have to realize this is the divine revelation. When Christ was resurrected from dead, when he was born to be the firstborn son of God, by that he has imparted his life into all of us. By that act, he has imparted himself as life in all God's mark out of people. You didn't know this, but he knew. He could never make a mistake. You forget about your feeling. You forget about your understanding. You have to come back to the pure word and get the clear vision. Whatever God does is eternal. And being eternal means no element of time. No element of space. God choosing you. He is choosing you. Was eternal. Without time element. And Christ regenerating you is of no time element. Hallelujah. We all have to believe we could be here. Not by an accident. It is all together by our Father's pre-arrangement. Gary, we've touched the matter of God's selection in this portion. Once again, kind of a reference back to the life study of Romans. And here it's related to the imparting of the law of life. Would you elaborate on this? I think it's something that's very important that our listeners understand. Well, Matt, our rebirth is an accomplished fact. Amen. It's not something in the future, or it's not something that happened a few years ago. It was already accomplished in the historic resurrection of Christ from the dead. When he rose from the dead, we rose with him. We are one with him in his resurrection and in his life. So when we talk about the matter of selection, we're really just speaking from the viewpoint of God with whom there is no time element. God selects according to his heart's desire without any reference to time. So we were selected not as a kind of predestination, but simply as God's operation, God establishing. Of course, there is a pre-selection involved here. But the reality is that his full purpose has been wrought into us already in Christ. The more we realize this, the more we will rejoice. We'll be full of freshness. This was what was in the Apostle Paul when he wrote the book of Ephesians. He almost jumps out at us with the joy Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies in Christ. He selected us before the foundation of the world, and he predestinated us to be sons of God. What a marvelous word. The more we would repeat that word, the more 
there would be the anointing within us, amening that word and living that word out. When we put our view in oneness with God's view, then we become the expression of what he is. The stronger our realization, the stronger our living. The sun has been dispensed into us. We are now recipients, not merely of the sun as the one who's in the heavens, but the one who is right inside of us in our human spirit. So here we're enjoying dispensing. Here we're enjoying everything of life. And this life has an innate function, an automatic function, the law of this life. The life within us can do it. So we're not here trying to live. We're here living according to the inner operating God. Christ in us is really the hope of glory. Thanks, Gary. Let's go back to Witness Lee. Before Christ ascended to heaven, at the time in his resurrection, he imparted himself to us already. Once he got out of heaven, he has done everything. Amen. He has made the purification of sins. He has imparted himself to all God's mark other people. He went to the heavens. Nothing to do. Because everything finished. He just sit there. Sit there to do what? To do nothing but interceding. Interceding for what? Only for one purpose. To have himself within us as our life. To develop into many laws. This one divine life has to develop into many laws. Eventually, it is by this, in your mind, there is the growth of Christ's life. And in your will, it is also Christ growing there. You will never think as before. Your mind, your considering mind, is fully renewed, revolutionized by this regulating law of the working life within you. Your emotion will be remade. You're loving, you're hating, you're choosing, you're rejecting, whatever you would do out of your emotion will be absolutely revolutionized. It is in this way that his divine life functions within us. And every bit of the function of his life is a law, is a regulation. Some of these functions will get into our emotion. Some will get into our will. Some into our mind. This is the law of life. I tell you, brothers, this is saturation. This is permeation. And this is also the saving into perfection. 
He is saving us to the uttermost. It's not that we have nothing of Him down on earth. And He is there, far, far on the third heavens, nothing related to us. That is the religious concept. He, on the one hand, He's there interceding that the growth may be going on. On the other hand, is right in our spirit as our life to grow. This is the subjectively objective Christ for our experience. Gary, there's far too much here to cover it all in depth. I do want to ask you, however, about Christ's intercession. Our natural concept is that we want him to stretch forth his hand from the heavens to do some comforting work in us or for us, but relative to the operation and development of the law of life within us, is this really how his intercession is likely to be focused? Matt, I really appreciate this word that this divine life is right now saturating, permeating, saving us into perfection. So, Christ is not merely there in the heavens, separated from us, waiting to do something on our behalf as an objective factor in our living, as often we have in our human thinking, that he will do something for us. But actually, his work is to do something in us, changing the very nature of what we are. So, His life, this operating law of life, functions to change our mind, to renew us in the spirit of our mind until we think as he thinks. He is operating in us, in our emotion, to have the same love as he has. And he's operating in us, in our will, that our will is just the will of the Father. This operating law of life within us is functioning together with his intercession on the throne, where he agrees with himself within us and prays for the full release of that life operating within us. Well, this matter of the law of life is certainly a significant hallmark item of Witness Lee's ministry as it was in Watchman Nee's ministry. And of course, we're really talking about one ministry in these New Testament ministers really completing and carrying out one ministry. If you'd like to call us, our toll-free number is 888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. You can write to us at Living Stream Ministry, P.O. Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. Or send your email to radio at lsm.org. This is Matt Miller for Gary Kaiser. Thank you for listening today, and please join us again as we continue the life study of Hebrews. You've been listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Did you know that you can now enjoy the writings of Witness Lee and Watchman Nee on your PC or Mac, tablet, e-reader, or smartphone? Just go to lsm.org epublications to find out more. Again, that's lsm.org epublications. 
and thanks for listening today.